Welcome back to Rouge One, Episode Three, the Tummies Full of Turkey episode. I'm Kevin Yost. I'm Food Coma Sud Sampath. This is uh, Matt Gould checking in. And I'm Ben Rogers. All right, and let's just go ahead and get started. Ben, what did you do over the holiday week? Well, I saw Venom. Oh, did you get him? He's so happy. <laughs> yeah. And it, I know. I, uh, I love Venom. But... I wanted. To, I definitely wanted to talk to you about it, son. Yeah, okay. it was so no, good. And go for it. I also finished Spider-Man. Scott Speederman? But uh, it was so great. I, Yeah, Scott Speederman. I, I spoodered all around all this week so I could play more Red Dead. It was the main goal. But I enjoyed it thoroughly. Uh, uh, I kept on waiting for the theme song to pop up at some point. Wait, the Spider-Man theme And song? I kept on waiting, wanting the... No, for Venom. From <laughs> Eminem? The, the, um... Uh... From yeah. the Eminem song? <laughs> I wanted that in there so bad. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I was like, get where was this Venom. in the movie? Oh, it's so it stupid. And I really enjoy. It is, and it's. I kept on wanting the the theme to um, Devil May Cry, the new Devil May Cry, Devil Trigger to be in it as well. It's it's a great movie. It's not. So would you say it's like B? Oh, okay, okay. So the, I, this it, is fascinating. It's to me. so hard no, to no, take no, wait, seriously. Wait, wait, wait. This is this is awesome. So one, I'm super happy that you had a Spider-Man filled <laughs> Thanksgiving. That's a really great way to spend Thanksgiving. Uh, so congrats to you. It was, to, it was great. Two, mm-hmm. Vanna, like, I can't think of a movie, and I'd be curious what you guys think. I can't think of a movie where the critic reviews and the audience reviews are so divergent. It's crazy. Um, I love the Venom movie. It is not yeah. a good movie. But, oh, man. It, <laughs> not by any stretch of the imagination. Uh, but here's the thing. But it is so great. You, like, so did you guys read, there was, like, a Reddit AMA with like Ethan Hawke uh, like two or three years ago and people were asking him like who's the greatest living actor in Hollywood nowadays and he mentioned Nicolas Cage because his acting style is just so over the top and so like outrageous that Ethan Hawke was just like this is sort of like what it must have been to be in vaudeville like what a troubadour would have done you know in the 1800s and he was saying that Nick Cage is the only person that he can think of who would act in that style. And Tom Hardy, God bless him, does the same thing. The He is outrageously good in Venom. And he's, he's the only thing that makes it watchable. He is becoming... And he is becoming all over the place, too. Uh, Like, he is doing some wildly different roles. Yeah, yeah, he definitely goes out there. I thought you were going to say he was just, like, doing bad movies, and I don't think that's fair, because I think he's, like, genuine. Wait, was Tom Hardy in Gamer? No, that's Hugh Jackman. Is that is the, no? That's Gerard Butler. I'm sorry. Not gamer. Yeah, gamer. That's not, Gerard Butler. Yeah, Gerard I, Butler. I was getting confused with Real Steel, which they're all kind of the same movie. You remember Real Steel? Yeah, that's very true. Where like you're like I do. it's like a robot boxing. Like I'm okay. really glad some like you guys you guys like Venom, but like where is this movie franchise going? Oh, it's crazy. Is there going to be another like in one? The universe? Are they okay. going to no, it, tie it in the Spider-Man? Yes. Is there going to be payoff? No no movie earns that much money and does not get a sequel greenlit immediately. But the problem with the movie, and Ben, jump in here. Oh, yeah, that's very true. Everything that's not Tom Hardy is boring as shit. And, like, whenever he, like he's not on screen, it's awful. Yeah. Right? Like, that's fair, I think. Does Venom have any villains besides Carnage, or does he just... Uh, fight other bad guys uh, that aren't really no-named, that, faceless slugs. Yeah, very... just a bunch of other symbiotes. No, no. Watch, fucking read Lethal Protector. Like, we need a super antagonist. Yeah, that's Carnage. But, you know, Lethal, we need... Lethal Protector's really good. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I don't know, like... Okay. Venom has so many different incarnations. Uh, Lethal Protector's probably the most well-known storyline. Right. But that doesn't mean that the other ones aren't good too. I mean, there's a really good Venom as an antagonist movie out there. I don't know what it looks like now, especially with this movie doing so well. Because 
It's like probably I think someone told me it's like the biggest October release ever, which is just fucking crazy. It came out in October. No, it came out in September. What yeah, else was is- out at that time though? In October? Like was there anything else Around- to see? I don't yeah. know. It was such a long time ago. I you know, well, like up two months ago is a long time for me. But I don't know. I really like Venom. I'm <laughs> yeah. really happy you saw it. How did you see it, Ben? In like the theater? Like a dog theater? Mm, no, I saw it. Whoopsie! Oh, okay. Well, let's uh, bleep that out, but <laughs> sure. <laughs> you found it, it on the back of a truck. <laughs> so, what possessed you to watch Venom? But Like, why? Um, uh, well, I was playing a lot of Spider-Man. Okay, that's fair and enough. I was like... Sud kept ranting, and Sud was ranting and raving about this movie. Oh, it's so. And he's like, "It's ridiculous. Go see it." It's so dumb. Yeah, I mean, you've been spending weeks talking about how good it is. So, I mean, that feels like good enough reason in its own right. That is a good reason. Yeah. But the irony of, of course, is like last episode, I was berating Ben by having shitty taste, which is why I didn't watch My Hero Academia until I was forced to on a plane. So, I think. Uh, I really should have my own comeuppance here by having no one watch Venom, despite how much I like Venom. So I'm glad you're not as petty as I am. <laughs> I'll just wait to reveal some other gem of a show when you're 30,000 feet in the air. Uh, yeah, that's not a bad way to go about that's it. That's the only time I can get you to watch really... The problem is that anime, like so much anime is awful. And it is shocking to me that My Hero Academia is so good. See, I, this is why I have Dave. He shifts through all of it for me, and he's just like, "This is <laughs> that's good. what I Check thought." And he made me sit down and watch like an arc of fucking Hunter x Hunter. And I oh was yeah, so he upset. did make you watch that. It was so bad. I don't see why people like it so much. It's fucking ugly as sin, and it's really boring. Gone's dumb. Fucking hate Hunter x Hunter. Well, that statement alone is going to get us more views than anything else we could possibly talk about. Get blasted. I don't, like, the, okay, here's here's my take. People who like Hunter x Hunter also like Lollicon. And you should really be think about yourself. You know. <laughs> it's so, it's, he says that, but at the same time, I knew a guy in a D&D group who Exactly that. Oh, that's the proof. Loved Hunter that's the proof. Hunter. We don't need any other samples. Ridiculous degree. No. <laughs> and, and like anyone, <laughs> this one guy. Yeah, it's foolproof because anyone who likes Hunter X Hunter that much and who's gonna come up to me and be like, "No, but it is actually really good." Okay, you like to fuck people with cat ears on. Get out of here. I don't believe that for a second. <laughs> he was obsessed with Kilua. Oh, Killua. White haired so boy. So dumb. Oh, it's so dumb. Yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> Can you guess what kind of character Killua is? Maybe he really likes to kill people. Oh, it's so deep. <laughs> I yeah. mean, fucking, we all love Death Note. Yeah, but the Death Note is an- ancillary to they're the. O- they're older. <laughs> they're older and less bishy. Well, they might be more bishy. Who can <laughs> say? Dude. Yeah. You know how sweet it would be to hang out with Elle and eat pastries all day? Uh. <laughs> Just get fat. Uh, Sit- he doesn't get fat. He's like really Sitting good. Sit in a chair all funny. He has really good metabolism to say that slim despite how much garbage he eats. And terrible posture. Yeah. <laughs> so, His back must be atrocious. So, Dan, you know what would make me so happy? And I don't think you're going to say this. But if you sincerely believed... That the Venom movie was better than the Spider-Man game. Please tell me that's the case. <laughs> if I could, come. If I could take all the cinematics of Spider-Man and watch those, and then watch the Venom movie, I would more rather enjoy the Venom movie. Oh, especially when Venom was on the screen. Okay, that's amazing. Um, Just because there's so many, there's so many sim, there's so many cinematics. In Spider-Man, where Venom isn't eating anyone, <laughs> where Venom isn't eating one, yeah, Tom Tom Hardy isn't on the screen, and it's just me hanging out in a lab, doing lab stuff. Okay, 
talking yeah, to this guy who might be a bad guy. Can you, can you don't spoil <laughs> the game for me? I haven't played it at all, and it's my fault because you you three have. Um, okay. But you haven't even. I thought you. I thought we were all playing it. No, I bought the game on Black Friday, and I wow. haven't booted it up, and I I can't wait to do so. Um, my housemate oh, okay. Brian was just like, "Can I just swing around the city?" And I was like, "Absolutely not." So, um, I I really don't know anything <laughs> about the game. I, I, I've been really good about keeping myself clean. He's put it on a high shelf. Well, I mean. People tell me that this is the best Spider-Man story in any media in the past 15 years. Would you say that's correct? It's really good. Is it? It's, yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I, I, would, I would say in, like, yeah, in the mainstream. Like, I'm sure there have been really good comic runs that I haven't even seen, but as far as, like, any type of movie or TV show, or video game, rather... He goes, that, Spider-Man 2, <laughs> Spider-Man 1. Um, well, no, they're the like movies, too. And people are saying it has... it's better than the movies. Yeah, would you put it above Homecoming? See, I don't know, because I really adore Homecoming and Tom oh. Holland. Like, Tom Holland is a, such a treat. That sounds really kind of creepy, but right after the Kilua Hunter X Hunter talk, the, you know, like we finally get like a real, like, teenage-ish Peter Parker. I thought he was yeah. in college. Yeah, a, an, a, an accurate portrayal of amazing. He's getting well, ready to go. Iteration. He's still in high oh. school. Oh, oh, right, right, in right. The in the show okay. or move in the universe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's like Amazing Spider-Man. Like this, you know, this where he's Peter in high Parker school is like and... a, an amalgamation of almost all of them in a way. Like they kind of like he has they fuse yeah. Tobey Maguire and so is Andrew he half Latino? Garfield into a singular being, and then they rapidly <laughs> age that baby. He's also like one thirty-second pig, <laughs> uh, and then he's like really obsessed with Union <laughs> Jack for some reason, like UK Spider-Man. <laughs> like all the extras like how the wor the world is kind of built in is like a lot better than the other games because oh, well, it yeah, seems to just like throw sure. in all the villains like so randomly like okay well we just need to fight more more bosses Wait, what other games like the other spider-man games we need more names yeah, like all what the, other like, yeah. like the Spider-Man Two game like follows oh, the movie story, but it also throws in like Scorpion and random like the Vulture like randomly, and they don't they don't wheel. fit into the that is, sort of is universe. Big Wheel really in the second game? Is he really? <laughs> no, oh, <okay>. no, <laughs> no. Uh, I so, really uh, wish he was. I, well, I think that's really unfair, man. Like, I, from what I can tell, and I'm not, you know, I haven't played it. It seems more closely aligned to the Arkham games. So is it better than the Arkham games? Oh, man. Comparing apples to oranges. No. What? No. They're the same. I know. Batman, no, no, Batman, no. To, Batman to Spider-Man. But it's the same basic the game, right? Is, like, sure, but in a sense. Yeah, in I a sense. I would say in Arkham you have like a lot more um, incentive to use your other gadgets. In this game, I mean, I'd use the web shooter the whole way through just the plain like rapid fire web them up like i didn't really focus or play around with any of the gadgets dude you're gimping yourself if you're not using the impact web it's like a one-shot oh, yeah. kill on most lower enemies and the, the electric bomb that's awesome i max that out just stuns everybody you are yeah, gimping I mean, yourself matt the, so like it's totally a hard. way you can play through the game but like the gadgets provide a ton. But there's for what not you can a whole do. lot of detective work. Like there wasn't a whole no, lot of detective like, that's work. That's what Detective on, Yuri like... does. Um, it was with finding out the 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 sniper rifle shots. Uh huh. Like deducing where they came from and stuff. In the Arkham games. In this, it's kind of just they're really basic. Yeah. Oh right. Yeah yeah. yeah like Batman detective, detective mode. Yeah yeah yeah. Yeah, Bat Vision. It's cool. I mean, I don't know. I there's a, there's mo there was more of a there was more variety in terms of gameplay, whereas in Spider-Man there's 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 more variety in the combat. I thought it was rhythm based. Travel. I will say that I've 
I felt like uh, the combat in the Arkham games is tighter. Like, it's, it is a lot less varied because you have the gadgets in the Arkham games, but they're... I, I, I use gadgets less in the Arkham games than I did in the Spider-Man games, but in the Arkham games, I less often was just like, dude, what the fuck, I hit dodge. Whereas, like, I had that a lot in Spider-Man. Yeah, he, he gets hit, like, surprisingly easily. And he does, does like, Spider-Man is, like, a, a, a little clothy, you know? He doesn't, he can't take a whole lot of hits. So if you get caught in the middle of a couple dudes, you just get fucking taken out. Or your spider sense doesn't trigger soon enough and you get hit in the face with a rocket, which happened to me a few times. There were so many times where, like, somebody would start to take a swing and my spider sense would go off and I'd hit, like, the perfect dodge. But then, like, I'd just jump and the guy would just slide over to me and punch me in the face anyway. And it felt like that happened a lot. He takes lot. a step, but his foot just, like, glides towards you. Oh, yeah, that stuff happens. Yeah. The track, the track, the tracking. Where, like, perfect dodge did not actually keep me from taking any damage and actually yeah. got me punched in the face, which did not happen as often in Arkham games, if, like, ever. Uh-huh. Yeah. So I'd, I'd say overall, the yeah, the combat's really good. It's just, it's a little more buggy than I remember Arkham games being, and it became frustrating later on in the game when you deal with like a lot of shields and armor and all that kind of stuff. Bunch you know, of video stuff games add to. Everyone likes to use the words "you feel like Spider-Man," but like there are some moments where it's like when everything kind of like happens perfectly, like when you're going through the city and you zip into some bad guys, beat them up, and like get away, and it all seems so like the travel is very natural yeah to like what a man spider would be like if they were real damn, i'm spider-man yeah it definitely does a really good job do you think you can go back to red dead after swinging around the system reason we find it slow and boring definitely <laughs> definitely what no i think i think it'll be fine it'll be nice to see not cities hey Matt, so since you, know, you the big country and whatnot. Yeah, since you since you beat both well no, you didn't beat God of War, much to my chagrin, but you are pretty far in God of War and you did beat Spider Man. Do you like Spider Man more than God of War? I think I'm just like more of a Spider Man fanboy. You're not a Kratos fanboy? I, I mean God of War <laughs> is great and all. But like I've been a Spider-Man fan for a very, very long time, and he's, like, my favorite Marvel guy, so I kind of have to tip my hat to him, you know? Uh-huh. Yeah, Matt doesn't have the release date of God of War 2 tattooed on his back. <laughs> but the Spider-Man 2 game... Well, if you don't know what Matt looks like, he has, I don't a, know. I have, he has I the red line back. right across his face, so he's a really big Kratos fan, and I'm sort of shocked to hear that. <laughs> Kind of like how Steve-O has that tattoo of himself on his back. Oh, yeah. Matt has Andrew Garfield. <laughs> like a mosaic of Andrew Garfield, Tobey Maguire, and uh, Tom, Tom Holland. Holland. They're all just like looking off in the distance. And Italian Spider-Man. Yeah. Like a Mount Rushmore of Spider-Man. I would say it was Tobey Maguire first, and then there was a lot of touch-up to make it look like Andrew Garfield, and then more touch-up <laughs> to make it look like Tom Holland. <laughs> And now he just looks like an aged Tom Holland. Like a Tom Holland who's fallen on hard times on his back. <laughs> With a boyish haircut. With a boyish, uh, lolly-esque haircut. Oh my god, so that's a lot of Spider-Man talk. Sud, what did you do? Uh, not a whole lot. Uh, I, I re-watched Parts of Castlevania. Have you guys watched it besides Ben? Have you guys watched it yet? Oh, so good. I still have not. No. Uh, so I rewatched it. Yeah, I rewatched most <laughs> of the second season, and oh man, it's so good. It. Yeah. So I've been raving about so My Hero good. Academia. I think I might like Castlevania more than what I've seen of My Hero Academia, because because like Castlevania as a show, it's like almost literary. In how it frames things, uh, the direction it takes, it, it has like a lot of 
it tries a lot of really hard things and it pulls it off really, really well. And the final scene of the second season is like haunting. All right, I just didn't know that the director was the same guy who did like that that Power Rangers gritty reboot and like Dirty Laundry. Yeah, yeah. And did all those like cool little. Pro- I didn't know it. I didn't know he was directing the series, and so he's directing the third, the next season as well. So I'm super pumped. Even more than I was before. He's also because I love that guy's showrunner for the um, Devil May Cry series that's going to be coming out. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. I can't wait. Um, the great, the great thing. There's going to be so much pizza, crazy. Yeah, a lot of pizza, a lot of craziness. The great thing about <laughs> the show is also just the writing is superb. And Warren Ellis, do you guys know Warren Ellis well? I, I do. Mm-hmm. Um, he wrote one of the greatest comic books of all time with uh, Garth Ennis called Transmetropolitan, um, which is really great if you had a chance to read it. And his writing really sings the more you watch the show because it makes so many references to the old games. And there's just so many moving parts to it. Yeah. And it's all condensed in, like, what, the first season's four episodes and this season's eight episodes, so 12 episodes altogether. And the first season doesn't work without the second season, so the first season is not a very good season because it's, it's all set up. But if you watch it back to back, like it's I, all hype, yeah, yeah. But if you watch it back to back as like a single season, which I, I did spend a lot of time doing that, it's not a bad idea. I haven't done that it, yet. It really. Why do you say that? But people raved about the first season. This first season is really good. The first season plus the second season is transcendental. Does that make sense? Like together, they're more. First season just wa- the first season just wants you one yeah first season just gets you wanting more but when you actually have that more you see why it's so satisfying. They fit so well together and it's, Is that what you're trying to say, Zed? Yeah, yeah, it's better. It's more than the sum of its parts for sure, and it it works because you have a ton of depth and it's very slow. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin, especially you, you didn't like it as much as I did, um, but it is very slow. Uh, but I, I really like it. I, I really this is like kind of what I like out of animation in general, like the ability to take risks. It feels closer to something oh, yeah, like so good. It feels something closer to Berserk or Samurai Jack than it does a traditional action. It's just cartoon. animated so well. Like those those whip physics are incredible. <laughs> whip animation, you mean? But yes, like just it looks animating amazing. that. Yeah, it looks amazing. Yeah, uh, like, it's so cool. They, yeah, just animating that is amazing Uh, when you say it's slow do you mean like it's a slow build or like the whole time because like samurai jack you know a lot of those episodes are 10 plus minutes of like jack walking silently through a forest and then the second half is slicing people in half uh, or you know whatever it's it's robots kevin it's robots in half it's it's closer to what you described like with samurai jack Especially when you watch the first season, yeah. Then the second season, like right after it, there's a lot of action in the first season that builds it all up together. And then I would say the second season, a good half of it is fairly slow, and but it builds to one of the greatest moments in I would say video game history because it's a perfect rendition of like a 16-bit scene from Castlevania Three into this animated action stylized way, <laughs> and it's really really cool. Oh, that sounds and, really and, cool. Yeah, and it's really that it, sounds it like builds some up Kojima to like, uh, shit. When yeah, oh, man. oh yeah, that's a great call. When yeah. uh, when bloody when no, don't stop, shut up, no, stop, don't say it, don't say it, Ben, <laughs> don't say it. It comes a point where Ben was trying to reference <laughs> that is pitch perfect, and you're just like, I forgot this is what I was imagining when I played those old games. And even if you didn't play those old games, you still get the sense of what they were going for. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't necessarily play the original Ninja Gaiden, mm-hmm. but I know, like, sort of what the creators were imagining. And it, Those damn fish. It, uh, yes, don't, yeah. don't bring that up. But it, it is really good. Um, it It's so surprising to me how so many other video game adaptations have been so shitty and this one's just so good. Like, there's no middle ground, really. Like, after this like, has come out, there's nothing that is remotely comparable to it. And it's really surprising to me. Not even Warcraft? No, Warcraft's a bad movie. 
I I did more than just watch Castlevania. Um, I did start. I started playing okay. Web Dead in earnest, uh, which I'm very happy about. I, I've actually played a lot of stuff. So. Oh, hallelujah. Yeah. Howdy there. Yeah. So I I've played a lot of stuff, and I, I don't want to like take up a ton of time. So I played. I started playing Red Dead, and I, the only thing I want to say about Red Dead is that that game is really good when you're able to sink time into it. I don't think you can play that game for an hour and have a good time. And the other part about it is that Red Dead is so polished, and there's so many moving parts, and every time I see anything about Fallout 76, it makes my blood boil. I get so angry. Because this, like, Red Dead is way more complicated than what Fallout 76 is trying to do, and Fallout 76 is such a trash fire. And I just, like, like lurk Reddit looking at, like, shitty, broken gifts. How fast did they pump 76 out? Like, when did they I mean, start working on years. it? It's been three years. Three years? It's been three years, but I nothing mean, three seems years to ago work. is when Fallout 4... Yeah. Yeah, and Red Dead was 10. Like, how long did they start working they on probably Red Dead? They've been working on Red Dead 2 since they finished Red Dead 1. Yeah. I mean, that's probably true, but... That wouldn't surprise me. It, it's not even it's not even about whether Red Dead or Fallout 76 is like the better game or anything like that. That doesn't interest me. What interests me... It just shows the competency of the gaming company. Well, no, because you can put a ton of time and make something competent with enough elbow grease, which is, I think is what happened with Red Dead. Um, but my problem is that one of these, like, Fallout 76 is supposed to be a AAA game. Like, that's fair to say, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, I actually was interested yeah. in it until everything happens 60 60 bucks release yeah so it is a triple a game like we're it's not not made by a sub branch of bethesda right no, it's not made by a sub branch of bethesda it's by the main bethesda studios who make skyrim they make fallout you know that's what bethesda is known for those giant rpgs okay yeah yep and i then think i would i think all I that's would definitely fine. call it a triple a at that point i would say to release this game a couple weeks after red dead is a travesty it makes you look so bad and like all, everything you said is true, Ben. Like there are a ton of mitigating factors, and Red Dead has a ton more money, but it also has a ton more care and has a ton more passion. And they did a ton of stuff because they thought, yeah. like this is what <laughs> players would enjoy. Like this is what makes this special. And everything I've seen about Fallout seventy six screams, we just want to get this out. And there's no sense of permanence. Uh, I was talking with one of my coworkers who bought the game, and everything breaks. He can't build anything because the next time he boots up the game, it's just going to vanish. It's crazy to me. Like, how how do you release a game yeah, like that? Yeah, I've been hearing about a lot like of that. bad stuff about it. It's so upsetting because it, and it's just like, There's I like... really, sorry, go ahead, Matt. I was going to say, there's like a really like hardcore set of Fallout fans too. There are some people who buy their console just for Fallout pretty much. Uh, I so, would like, say that it, I would say that if you're buying a console for Fallout, you're a fucking yeah, I can't imagine anyone Yeah, I mean people, if you're a huge Fallout fan, you're definitely buying it on PC for the same reason if you're mods. a huge Elder Scrolls fan, you're buying it on PC so you can mod it and do whatever the fuck I think you're selling every texture the, in the game. casual console Fallout player short Yeah, but they're multi-system releases. We wouldn't have have, uh, Fallout 4 even if it weren't for the success of Fallout on consoles. I agree. I agree with that totally. Would we? Did did New Vegas even really come out on consoles? Yeah, Yeah. it did. Did it get any of the DLC? Yeah. Yeah, it got all of it. Yeah, I think it got all of it. I just think that doesn't, like, affect one console versus the other because when they're going to go to the store and be like, I want this Fallout game, I mean, I want to make sure I have all the Fallout games on the system, it doesn't matter which one you pick. Like, I got my 360 because of Fable 2. Which is embarrassing. Um, I know, shush. All right, but I, I, like, the thing is... But you played Fallout Fallout 3 on your 360. Yeah, absolutely. Um... But the, yep, I, did. I think Matt's point is true insofar that Fallout was not a big series until Fallout 3 came out. Like, people pretend that they played Fallout 1, 2, and true. Tactics, yeah. and that's not true. People did not play those games. 
um, they played him, <laughs> you know, when Fallout 3 came out <laughs> on 360. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, I was there from the beginning. It's like, no, Or they played I, it for five minutes and were like, this is crap. It, no, because Interplay was gone. Like, they released those games and they didn't sell well and they fucking went under. Like, it's not, you know, it's not as if they were gangbusters. Yeah. Fallout success is yeah. all entirely based on Fallout 3. And to see Fallout in this state, and like, I don't Truth. like Fallout 4, but I... And I was not hopeful for Fallout 76, but I thought there might be a realm where they really sort of struck gold. Um, to see that Fallout is like kind of a, here's here's like yeah. it's a tarnished brand. Like, would you trust another Fallout game to like buy on day one? Yeah, I don't trust no. Bethesda games at all anymore. Yeah. Well, it's you know like it's the year like everyone's flubbing like Blizzard with that. Diablo 4 thing. Diablo Immortal. And how how far they missed what their yeah, how far they missed what their fans wanted. Well, that's just because they or just didn't listen they, to them and were it's, like It's just a really bad PR. Like the fact that they'd close your conference with like a mobile game is crazy to me. But they didn't release a game, you know. And and to be fair to them, I think Ash is like a really big hit and it's really reinvigorated um Overwatch and you know, Blizzard's doing fine. Yeah, I still need like to check games... that out. I've been meaning to pull up Overwatch, but I just keep playing Red Dead. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't... Basically I... are playing Ash, dude. <laughs> I guess. Um, so I've been playing Red Dead. I really don't want to talk about Red Dead because we talked about it on both the podcasts. I, I do want to talk about two games um, very briefly, and, and you guys can... I'm going to open it up to you guys to ask me more questions because... I know that there are they are sud games and that they are games that maybe you don't give a shit about. Um, so one can game I, that I've done. Sud movies too. Real quick, can I ask you one question about Red Dead? Yeah, go for it. Do you have a good boy or a good girl? I have a good girl. Good girl. Nice. I love Arthur That's, Morgan. You're a man the, of taste. The more I play as him, I know. Kevin thought he's kind of mean, but the more I play as him and the more I see how he interacts with people and then see his journal entries gives a really cool way yeah. to, to view Arthur. Oh, yeah. And I want to see so how they designed him because, like, his his whole, all his facial features are really uh, interesting. Yeah, it's awesome. Mocap. He's a real, and the, a real person. The, the voice actor is so good, too. I don't know how you can speak like as if you have marbles in your mouth for that long, but he totally pulls it off, so <laughs> <laughs> go for it. Um, State-of-the-art marbles. Okay, back to what you were saying before, sorry. Yeah, yeah, so so I've been playing two games. Um, as you as you all know, and if you've not been able to tell, I'm a, I'm a depressive, so I sit in my bed and play video games every now and then, and I've been playing Shin Megami Tensei's Strange Journey on the 3DS. You guys remember the 3DS? Um, it is a yeah. <laughs> remake of Strange Journey on the DS. And so what is Shin Megami Tensei? Have you guys played that game? I know Ben has. Like, I bought him one of the games once. But are you guys are you too ben, familiar with I'm the franchise? Not. I know what they are. I know what it is in uh, probably its easiest form. Yeah, I mean, it's it's easiest form is Persona, really. It's not Monster Hunter, because uh, Monster Hunter is actually very technical. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei is very stat-based. And so the first Shin Megami Tensei games were on the NES, a Famicom in Japan, and they were first-person dungeon crawlers. So what does that mean? So it's literally a first-person view, and you're going through these like sprite corridors, kind of like Doom, and you run into monsters, or sometimes it's a random battle, and then like a monster will pop up, and then you have your own team of monsters that you get to use. And there's this whole system that's very similar to like Persona. Adventure Quest. Yeah, yeah, very similar to that. But you have this like RPG monster capturing mechanic. It's like it. the third over the shoulder. It's like the over the shoulder um, fancy star type battle system. Yeah, kind of. It's turn based, and it is that it is first person. Yeah, I mean, isn't it like the like really old school dungeon crawlers where it's like square by yeah, square? Yes, yes, exactly. Um, room by room. But but Fantasy Star Online was like that. It just happened to show your character. Like that's not incorrect. It's just not a third person view. It's literally a first person sprite. It view. really was not like that. No, I'm talking about Fantasy the original Star- Fantasy Stars. Like when you when you battled 
it was like a first person. You didn't see. You didn't see the. You didn't see your. Sp- in what Sud's describing, you don't see like the back of your character. No. It's just a first person view of your enemies, and then all your stats are in like the bottom half of the screen. Yep. 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 You're. You're. And that shows your HP. You're getting it exactly and right. Like that. Yeah. Um, these like the game is one. It's fucking cool because it's a really cool story. I'm a sucker for anything where you're like going into a spit a place and you're exploring and something fucking weird happens. So in this case, you're an Antarctic researcher and you go to Antarctica with an international team. And when you get there, you realize that this hole that's appeared in the ozone layer is not from uh like you know carbon fluorides or whatever that were causing it, but it was actually a portal to a demon world and demons are invading. And it just gets weirder and weirder from there. Um, but for me, and the prom's tomorrow. Yeah, and the prom is tomorrow, and you have to go through and close the ozone layer so you can go back and dose your prospective girlfriend with prohypnol. This is a Japanese game, so don't you know? Are you like a Are you? A, yeah. Are you a sixteen-year-old boy? You're a sixteen-year-old boy. Um, knew it. Yeah. So is this the one where they released like two games? It was two. It no, was, one no. was where that's, you were a boy, that's, and that's, the other where you're a girl. That's okay. SMT four, and then the sequel is SMT four Apocalypse. Um, those are more modern than this one. So that's like more. If you've played Nocturne, okay, okay. Uh, Shin Megami Tensei Nocturne featuring Dante from the Devil May Cry series, that particular game, that is. Wait. The, oh, you, you, oh! For a second, I thought you didn't know where that title came from, and I was about to yell at you because that's the funniest fucking thing ever. No, but, I you know, know. Yeah. but Nocturne is like more it's more traditional it's like closer to a Final Fantasy game it's still fucking hard and it's still very idiosyncratic yeah. but nothing's as hard as compared to Strange Journey and I really liked playing through it um, to give you a sense of the bullshit because it's all first person you can't really and it's, it, it's, it doesn't auto map so what does that mean so we go into a floor and you have no idea where things are and as you go through you explore more of the floor now on the like the eighth floor of the dungeon that like sort of helps you uncover the ozone layer or whatever, there are random pitfalls that you can't tell that transport you back to the beginning of the floor and then reset the floor. It's so infuriating. <laughs> it, it's just such old school design. And it's so interesting to me that they felt the need that yes, people want to play this. I mean, obviously I bought the game, uh, but it's really cool. and. If you want that style of game, I, I do recommend it really highly because it's it's very polished. It's it's unfair in the sense that it doesn't acquiesce to modern game design. Like no modern game would fucking do that to you. Um, but this is a very it's, it's a you know it's a very particular kind of game where very difficult um, very difficult monsters, manual saves, no mapping. You know. And so you're trying to figure it all out. But the story's cool, and it has been really fun. And it's great to break out my 3DS, because the, the more I play my 3DS, especially Strange Journey, the more I realize how much I really love that system, and I really want to clear out my backlog of 3DS games. Um, and then the second game I've been playing... Good luck. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but there's there's just a few I really want to get out of the way on the 3DS. Um, but the second game I've been playing, and I've probably been talking about it to you guys a fair bit before is the Game of Thrones mod for Crusader Kings 2. Are you guys are you guys familiar with this? This is a throwback. Not at all. Yeah. You don't remember this, Matt? Have I not talked to you about this? Oh, okay. So I'm going to give you a, a spiel. So Crusader Kings 2 is a medieval family sim. And it really takes place through menus. There's really not a whole lot of graphics going on. But the really cool thing about Crusader Kings 2 is that it has a full set of medieval laws. And so depending on what country you're living in and where you are in the social structure, you can like sort of manage your family's fortunes through centuries. And the cool thing is that if your character dies for any reason, whether it's assassination attempt or you fall sick or you fall off your horse while you know, hunting, whatever it may be, the game doesn't end as long as you have an heir. And it turns out this is a great way to play Game of Thrones. And so there's this team uh, called a Game of Thrones mod, 
And it is so in-depth that it follows centuries of Game of Thrones lore from every, like literally every single piece of media that George R. R. Martin's released, and it's modeled it in the game. And so you can take part in different parts of Westeros' history and play that family lineage up and through like perpetuity. So I've actually started playing as Rob Stark because it's one of the hardest campaigns. If you guys know the show, he's up against the wall pretty much from the beginning. And you can negotiate your way out of something like the Red Wedding. And it's really awesome to have those like counterfactual things. It's not graphically enticing. Like I mentioned, you could die from sword combat or whatever, but you're not actually seeing anything happen. It's all through this menu and this complicated system that's going on in the background. And it also requires you, annoyingly, to have like some understanding of medieval law. Like You have to understand how inheritance rights work. You have to understand how demences work, which is a type of landholding. And you have to leverage that within the systems to... I think I'm going to canonize you. Exactly. No, 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 no. Like, shit like that happens. Like, you can canonize in the base game. You can canonize your political enemies so that they cannot legally have land. And then you can, like, claim their land. And, like, that's, like, a, a, a viable strategy for continuing your, your lineage. You can uh, have bastard children and then, you know, make them legitimate. And But with the understanding that, let, let's say you die and your bastard child becomes your heir, your chosen heir, the chances are your other kids are going to fucking hate him and declare, like, war. Um, and, and you can see all these things occurring. So divorcing, but only after the 16th century. Uh, no, I mean, you can divorce whenever, but, like, you will suffer the wrath of the church and you'll be breaking social norms. And, like, you can have an uprising, like a literal uprising occur in your in your character. This is outside of the Game of Thrones mod. I've played... So crazy historical Oh, yeah. T- yeah, super historically accurate. I've, I've had full uh, experiences as the king of France where I've been kicked down to being a lowly feudal lord all, and then like slowly plotting my revenge over centuries to get back to being the king of France. <laughs> it's, it, it's, it's a really <laughs> cool system. And like this is over, like I'd say my average campaign lasts 30 to 60 hours. So it is actually really engrossing. And for me, you know, we talk a lot about emergent gameplay. I think on the first podcast, me and Kevin, we were talking about how in Red Dead there's a lot of stories that just sort of happen when you're playing through the game and experiencing it. I would say that Crusader Kings 2 is the perfect encapsulation of that because it really is about these feudal systems that then interlocked to create your own story. Um, And it's really, really amazing how it all comes together. And I just forgot how much I liked it. It's a game that doesn't have a lot of graphical detail or, or sound. And so sometimes when... Uh, I just want to relax. I just want to listen to music or listen to a podcast. I'll put that on and I'll start playing Crusader Kings 2. And then before I know it, I've played like six or seven hours. So it, it is a very technical game. Sounds like a game for people who like civilization. Yeah, but I don't like civilization. I think civilization is really You can finish bad. full games. Um, and I mean, the, oh. but I don't like civilization for a lot of reasons. Um, but I like Crusader Kings 2 because the game ends when you don't have a way out or you just grow bored, which I think is kind of neat. Um, the one criticism I have oh, of that's it, nice. Yeah, the one criticism I have of it is that you get to a point where the laws don't matter anymore because it's too far outside of how they've modeled it historically. Like, if you're getting into, like, the eight, like the 1700s, you're really in, like, this mercantile system and it doesn't fit with the feudal laws anymore. And then this whole game sort of breaks apart, if that makes sense, because... It, it doesn't really model it well. And that's the only knock I'd have against it. But if you like Game of Thrones, and this sounds interesting to you, and to have your own Game of Thrones story with like all the political intrigue and not the battle, this is a really cool game, and it's a really cool mod. And I've played 300-plus oh, oh, hours of it. So, you know, I'm really glad I went back to it just for, at least for a little bit. Um, so I've hogged the microphone for a long time. Um, but Kevin... Mm-hmm. What, what what were you what are you even up to? Uh, so spent uh, the weekend the holiday weekend away from home, and uh, that that presented me with a an issue with Project Stream the you know the beta I've been with uh, through Google playing Assassin's Creed Odyssey uh, because I didn't realize that the requirements are relatively up there. It's like fifteen megabytes a second, less than forty milliseconds ping uh which apparently neither my fiance's aunt and uncle nor her parents were capable of meeting uh but i 
I kind of like guessed that that might be an issue, and so I went ahead and downloaded uh, Doom 2016 ahead of time. Uh, which a again, I spent the entire weekend playing this on my you know my GPD Win 2, that little handheld gaming thing I have, and I'm sure I could make some like uh, you know registry or like console changes and get some more FPS out of it, but. I was playing it 25 to 30 frames per second the entire time by just, like, throwing everything on the lowest setting and just going with it. And That's incredible. It was... It worked super well. And, yeah. Uh, there were one or two rooms. Like, there's one room in the, like, second or third level where, like, you walk in and there's a ton of plants everywhere. And, like, that brought me down to, like, 10 frames a second. But, like... As soon as I was out of the room again, it was fine. So it didn't run into too many issues where it hit anything that like I wouldn't consider playable. Uh, but so I put I have like nine hours. According to the... I'm about halfway through all of the levels in the game. I've been thinking about buying that so game. So assuming... It looks really fun and it's been on yeah. super sale. Um, yeah, like I super recommend it. I mean, it's probably still on sale for another hour and a half. I was so thinking like, about getting it on my as as we're done recording. on my brand new Switch. I don't know if I do sure. that, I mean, but uh, it's really nice to play on a big screen. It's so beautiful with the Switch. Yeah, it, I don't know how the, I don't I don't know how the controls will be, but I played it on a keyboard and mouse because that's how I grew up yeah. playing Doom. Well, yeah, and using my Win 2 with the controller uh, portion of it, it was totally fine. In fact, like, <laughs> there were some minor things when I was playing earlier on my desktop that annoyed me that, like, uh, the glory kills and the interact are the same button on the controller, but they're different on keyboard and mouse, and it's just like, why? Like, I'm never trying to rip open a door and some guy's skull at the same time. Well, they you just have two hands. the same button. You can do it. <laughs> I th- uh, but so yeah, I have really been enjoying it. I never played much. I mean, I I played a fair amount of you know the original Doom, but I was never like a huge fan. Oh, no, I never okay. beat it start to finish without throwing on God mode and infinite ammo and everything. I had the um, red cartridge, uh, Super Nintendo Doom. <laughs> the oh, worst version. Lord. Before they started yeah. rating games. So it's, you know. <laughs> it's yeah. There's a little cartridge on the back, and it would shoot fake blood at you whenever you got a kill. <laughs> that was the new rumble. Yes, our stepped in. It is. In, it's incredible <laughs> the like the way they've managed to recapture the feeling. Oh of yeah, the that's so original game from. Yeah, it's such yeah. a good point. That's such a good point. Because you look at like Doom Three. And the way they try to make it like a horror, like a very dark, scary With the game. flashlight mechanic, really like you can only have... Yeah. It's good. It's not a bad and game. It that's doesn't, fine, it doesn't like, taste... Would it. you compare it to this, like, it's not Doom? Yeah, I feel like it was yeah. a good, um, like, reinventing in a way, or just kind of like reimagining. Going in a new direction. Yeah, especially for, like, the, the generation yeah. that it was brought into. I think of every... So I feel like now game, returning yeah, to... Go ahead, Seth. Oh, sorry about that. Um, I think that the Doom 2016 is the greatest video game reboot of all time. I love it so much. I can't wait for Doom Eternal. I think it's the best first-person I, shooter I've played since Modern Warfare 2. And I'm oh, pretty, uh, yeah. pretty confident I'll, I'll, in saying that. It is that. definitely um, the best first-person It's It's incredible. I'll agree with that. And, and, and everything works so well. And it feels, it's so weird because Romero's not there and John Carmack's not there. And yet this feels like the people who invented first-person shooters coming back and being like, no, fuck you, this is what a first-person shooter is. And it's just so, like, aggro. It's yeah, so absolutely. It's so fast. It's so loud. Yeah. And you're so, you feel so powerful. Brutal, yeah. And it's so, Visceral. It's so fucking awesome. Um, my girlfriend at the time saw me play a little bit of it, and even she was like, because like the first scene, you know, the the Doom guy is going through the the lab, and he goes into the elevator, and he's like lock and loading his shotgun, and she even she was just like, man, that's badass, and there's really nothing else like it out there. It's such a good <laughs> game. Yeah, and it 
like you know nine hours in it hasn't worn on me at all like they do they do a really good job of knowing like when they need to introduce a new monster to change things up a little bit or a gun uh, when they yeah when to give you like the challenges to give you like specific and you can skip the challenges but i like doing them because you know it forces you to think they're in fun. a slightly different way they're really fun like trick guys onto chairs yeah uh, yeah yeah that and the because uh, there's the like rune challenges where it's just like you know you have five seconds every kill adds two seconds get 30 kills before the time runs out and then there's like each level's challenges where it's just like you know, rip seven guys' heads off. And yeah. both of those... Those are my favorite, because like, they're just like... They're a nice little break in the middle of this. It's like, okay, you, you've been using this gun. Now here's a challenge where you can only use, like, the shotgun. And it's, like, forcing you to use other weapons and get good with them. And it's just... Yeah. yeah. What's your favorite gun so far? And like, nice it, Yeah. My... Uh, I've been using the plasma cannon a lot. With oh, the, wow. I think it's the heat blast where you just like, you know, use the alt fire and it just does a wave in front of you that one shots like imps and then below like, that. the same kind of old school sound effect, but like no. revamped? No. I think the that one doesn't. Some of like, they show up every now and then, but like a lot of, you know, it's, it's not direct. I remember the plasma cannon uh, in the classics is pretty defined. I will say I do also love the ability to find and unlock original Doom levels. Oh, yeah, where Uh, it looks so weird. Yeah, because in each level there's a lever you can find, which is usually pretty well hidden and will not show up on your map. You have to look it up or find it yourself, and that will open some wall somewhere in the level that then just completely changes to like an original Doom level. And that will cause you to... Like, you can go to the main menu and then play through that, like, original Doom level start to finish. Uh, and that, that was especially great uh, playing on the Win 2 because, like, unsurprisingly, those areas were significantly less complicated and my f- FPS would more than double. And so, like, it would just feel so smooth right at those points and <laughs> just, like, really up the... 60 <laughs> frames, baby! That's why, yeah. <laughs> that's why I wouldn't play it on the Switch, because I think the Switch is locked at 30. But if you can play that game at 60 frames a second, like, it is the perfect marriage of gameplay, sound, and optimization for the player, because it feels so good when it's running well. I'm not even a frame rate whore. But honestly, it looks incredible. Well, I'm definitely sold it feels now. So responsive. Yeah, I like you know. Obviously, it's Doom 2016. Like I've taken my sweet time getting around to playing it, but I cannot recommend it enough at this point. It has been so much fun, and I'm super looking forward to playing it right after playing it again right after we're done with this. Nice. I didn't realize the game was like You're 18 playing it hours long. Too. Yeah, it's it's a well, junk. It's, you said you were nine hours yeah, in. Yeah, it's, like, pretty good. And, I mean, I'm... Yeah. Uh, and I, that's, I'm basing that off of Steam, so that's probably, like, a little bit off based on s- sitting in start menus. He also said he was doing whatever. all the challenges and stuff. They think yeah, that's yeah. a huge part of it, too, is that, like, I'm, I'm backtracking a lot and trying to find all the secrets Tell us and the everything. Truth. How many of those hours is just you having to deal with the road? <laughs> Uh, zero. He's done all right this weekend. <laughs> nice. In comparison. It also has one of the best game soundtracks. That's a really yeah. good weekend. I, I, yeah, you if, definitely, definitely want to play that game with a good pair of headphones. If I could hit myself yeah, in the head the and forget. The voice acting is also... The voice acting is also super solid insofar as, like, I really like listening to the voices. Like, none of the lines have, like, emotion to them, but they're not really supposed to. But I just like hearing the voices and listening to them speak, uh, which is always great. (laughs) But, yeah, that uh, outside of that, I was spending a lot of time with my fiancé's family, so I didn't really play much else or watch too much. Would you recommend that game, Kevin? Yeah, hanging out with parent, 
in-laws. Yeah. <laughs> Soon to be in-laws. I like Kara's like family. That's okay. good. So, Matt, what have you been up to? Um, surprisingly, like everyone else, I had the Thanksgiving. Um, but uh, I bought uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 in the PSN sale. Um, that's what I've been playing besides Red Dead. I know we don't, we keep talking about Red Dead every week. I mean, we all know we're playing it. So, we'll have to get together when we've all beaten it and do a big old spoiler cast. Agreed. Red Dead cast. So, um, I'm glad I got Battlefront 2 at the price that I did. And, um... How much have you spent on loot boxes? <laughs> I actually haven't even opened any of the ones I've gotten, just because I've been playing through the campaign. Which I think is, um, pretty well done. I like it a lot. It's a good Star Wars story. It has um some pretty good is visuals. Luke, in it? Luke is in it. Han is in it. Leia is in it. I mean, you got your Leias, your Vaders, <laughs> your ATATs. <laughs> oh man! But um, does it reveal to us how Snoke took over the Empire? Not really. There's like they're they're taking their sweet ass time. Does Star Killer show up? Um, no. What about Kyle? However, I um the person who was Starkiller in those games, Sam Witwer, is does the voice of the Emperor in this, and he does a stellar job as the Emperor. It, I think the campaign was really well done. The mocap, the um the actors look exactly like themselves. They're pretty good characters. I really like the one alien guy, I think his name is like uh Sheev or something. He's really funny and quirky. She Palpatine? No, I forget. Probably it's, not a fan. That would be so fucking funny. They don't state. <laughs> if he was but, um... Sheev Palpatine. <laughs> Hello, my name is uh, Peeve Shalpatine. I'm an alien. <laughs> Check out my Wookiee costume. Uh, I already kind of... I'm sorry, not a costume. It's me. <laughs> I haven't played much of the online yet, which I'll probably do tomorrow. Is there anyone online? But I played. Yeah, blast some Wookies. I played a lot of Star Wars Battlefront One, so I'm looking pretty looking forward to diving into this one too. I just don't believe there's a huge population playing the game still. Like, who is still playing the game? I feel like um, there's a resurgence in the population with the uh, the the fact that it's like on sale all over. Every store has oh, it yeah, for like true. 10 this bucks. Is, yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. This is probably the time right now to try and do any <laughs> multiplayer. Um, besides that, I watched uh, a throwback movie. Pretty, pretty throwback. I watched Seven with Bradley Pitt and Morgan Freeman. Um, <laughs> Bradley Pitt. And, um, <laughs> and, uh, known sexual predator Kevin Spacey. <laughs> which was kind of like a reveal in the movie if you haven't seen it because he's not in any of the marketing or anything and he kind of shows up at the end the movie's great but I it's, really like uh, it. it's the movie that's it, it's the, the the meme from the movie is what's in the box oh yeah and, uh, I have seen this movie yeah. um, I won't spoil the movie oh, and say what's on. in the this box this one's been 20 years so old if, <laughs> If you if you want to know what's in the box, you have to watch the movie. I know Kevin hasn't seen it, so Kevin's not gonna watch. I mean, I know what's in the box, but you always have to leave your audience wanting more. <laughs> do you want Do you want no one to watch Seven based on Matt's recommendation now, Sud? At this point, if you haven't seen, I liked it a lot. Bradley please. Pitt and Morgan Lee Freeman. Mor- Morgan Lee Freeman. Um, um. <laughs> yeah. It is. I think isn't it David Fincher's like first big movie? That's his breakout movie, yeah. Mm. Yeah. David, um, David Fincher. He's one of the... These <laughs> <laughs> names. What are their names? What is so funny about them? What's well, David Finch? And Brad Pitt. Well, his name... But, but the additions have just made him wonderful. Yeah. I think we should just do this constantly. Um, I, I like the movie a lot. Uh, it was a spontaneous pick. Uh, you know. 
Had you seen it before? No. Oh. Really? Really. Shit. And man. I did not. I did. I went in. I, I went in not knowing what was in the box. Oh my How? goodness! <laughs> How? I just knew. You're like I. I that's crazy. It, these things can happen. I guess. Yeah, that's true. Huh. <clears throat> But you're, it's like I watched this movie based on a meme. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I I heard this meme was really good. I'm gonna watch this me- two-hour meme. Oh man. Matt was sitting on the internet and saw a what's in the box meme and was like, what was in that box? <laughs> Alexa, my seven. I don't I don't think it was surprise Pikachu face. <laughs> But I'm sorry. Has that ever happened? That's crazy. And you didn't know. Movie? And you. That's. Could you. Like, like what a other. Ba- yeah, seeing you, the movie? Yeah, like, what other film could do that? What are, that, like, you could, like, see a meme. Well, and that. then want to. Want to watch the movie from the meme. We could. We could watch that anime. Like, where. Is this a. Is this a pigeon? I'm pretty sure it's from Sailor Moon. Oh, but that's an anime whatever series. That, whatever that anime is suspects. with that. Yeah, yeah but we can watch the series. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. What's Wait, the usual sexist meme? I mean, the, the meme itself is the spoiler. <laughs> okay, sure. That's yeah, true. <laughs> I also watched... Also, Kevin Spacey. Um, uh, I watched today... Oh, well, I won't talk about... Never mind. I won't talk about this since I just, I just watched it. Okay. <laughs> Can you Why tell not? us what it is? It seems like Prime talking about it. Well, I don't think anybody else has seen it. Well, just fucking tell us what it is and we'll tell you. you say the title of the movie. It's the, uh... <laughs> is it, the title of the movie isn't called Snape Kills Dumbledore, is it? <laughs> I watched The Happy Time Murders with um, oh, you actually Lisa watched McCartney that. and a slew of puppets. The puppet, the raunchy puppet movie. <laughs> I <laughs> I will say I have not seen that, and it was not one of those like oh I just didn't get around to it. I like actively avoided that. <laughs> no, um, it was just coming at you from all angles, huh? I think I liked it more than I thought I was. I went into it like oh my god, let's see how bad this is, and I left it like with a bit of a smile on my face. <laughs> it's called a stroke, Matt. <laughs> <laughs> Would you recommend it, or is it one of those movies where you're like, you know, yeah, like if I you're thirty it, feet in the sky, you know, thirty. It was, it was, 30. it was, it was <laughs> jumped really it high. It was fairly short, like it, it, it didn't drag on, which I is thought it, was going to happen. Ninety minutes. How long was it? I, I don't even know how long it was. I just know it was fairly short. Yeah, I mean, it wasn't uh, like, you know, for a comedy. I mean, you know. Yeah, I mean, if it's three hours, but it doesn't feel like it drags at any point, then whatever. Um, I would recommend it for, like, you know, a late night, um, you know, red eye, watching something. Like a flight? No, no, Kevin. <laughs> you sweet summer child. <laughs> there are... I'm trying to save you. <laughs> <laughs> so innocent it's so dumb I love it so much so inebriated potential no. don't bother so good. yeah with, I, I did drink a decent amount of whiskey throughout the movie <laughs> so if you're inebriated um, and, and you like not puppets all the way there guess what the rotten tomato score like, I'm gonna take a shot of whiskey every time a puppet does something that a puppet oh, doesn't the rotten tomato do. score is probably really just bad. guess just guess just guess dude it's probably like 42 percent oh 13. no no my son uh higher than 13 it's 23 40 was very generous <laughs> see and i was closest without going and i i would personally i'd give it like i mean i like to do one from 10 so you know i'd give it a good 5.5 5. whoa <laughs> that's well over double that's Metacritic has 27%. But there's like an asterisk. Like, it's like, must be drinking whiskey constantly. 
<laughs> like, if you were staying in a hotel and it was on HBO, like, watch the it. The door was locked. <laughs> uh, I love the summary for Rotten Tomatoes. It's it's one sentence. The Happy Time Murders wastes its premise on a witless comedy that blindly pushes buttons. And that's it. <laughs> it's so it's like a guy bunch of guys the funny got together thing is, in it's a room. made by a Henson. Wow. Like from like the like Jim Henson family. Yeah, but talent <laughs> yes. doesn't transfer genetically. No, but it's just like Clearly. wow, you know. I don't know. I it was good enough. It's like they're not going to shoot Neil Armstrong's kids into space because he assumes they're good <laughs> astronauts. It's hey, like Matt, nowhere you know near as good as, like, let's say, Roger Rabbit is. You, you could have watched like Castlevania. Melding, like, fictional worlds. You could have watched <laughs> Castlevania. Well, I don't track. think... <laughs> I mean, it clearly sounds like he was not in a state to appreciate Castlevania. Yeah, mm, I don't yeah. believe that. That's true. Um, Castlevania is for another day. I a non-red eye fly. Catch up with it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> Most of my flights are pretty. <laughs> Always red eye flights. <laughs> red I only flights take red eye flights. <laughs> Travels a lot. <laughs> but um, yeah, because uh, Turkey Turkey Day sucked up a good amount of days, so I didn't really get a whole lot of. Mostly Red Dead. Are you yeah. are you still in chapter three? Um, I am still in chapter three. Ditto. Um, I spent a lot of time filling out my um, like I I went and I got a bunch of money and then I just like bought a bunch of clothes and basically just bought a bunch of shit. Filled out like my wardrobe so I can do whatever. Shopping I want. spree. Yeah. You went to Black Friday <laughs> and began. <laughs> And painted the town red. Yeah, with a bunch of <laughs> stolen money. <laughs> well, cool. Anybody else have anything they wanted to talk about before we round this out? I did buy a Nintendo Switch. It's a pretty, nice. you know, pretty good. So, uh, you know, I just gotta get games for it. I just gotta get games for it. For sure. There you go. So, expect that for next week. I think we should refer to all names, actors or otherwise, in their full names or kid names. Is Bradley a kid name? I don't know what that means. Bradley Pitt. <laughs> oh. <laughs> but that's not a kid name. That's like if you yell at someone and he's just like, Bradley Pitt, get over here. Bradley like, Je- James like, Pitt. like Jeffrey Bridges. <laughs> Yeah. Just like, make up middle names for everyone, too. Uh, no. Bradley Luther Pitt. It is middle name really Luther? It is now. There we go. I can easily search this next one.